Thanks for joining us for another edition of To The Point, a Bucati Company's podcast to deliver valuable insights into topics that affect HR professionals and business owners. I'm Mary Amundsen, Managing Director of Bucati Companies, and today I'm joined by Randy Wall, our Director of HR Consulting Services. In our podcast today, we're going to discuss how businesses are affected by management training. Randy, it's great to have you with you. I kind of call you our HR guru. So um, I know you've spent a lot of time training managers in various companies. Um, and I bet a lot of companies probably feel, hey, we've got this training thing covered um, with regard to leadership and management skills. But what would you say to those employers? Well, first of all, Mary, thanks for having me today. You know, Mary, here, here's what I know. I know that managers, every manager comes to work with a tool belt. And these around this tool belt, they have these tools that they use to do their job. So the key is to really ensure that your managers are using the tools to the best of their abilities. Uh, by giving them these tools to improve their leadership and handle tough situations, you're building a culture of success throughout your company, including the employees who look to managers as role models for company behavior. You know, another important aspect is that by preparing your managers to handle complicated and difficult situations, you're lowering the liability and risk for your company. Legal action can come from just one mistake. You know, if an employee leaves and they've had a negative, negative experience with that manager, it's a real possibility they can sue your company. Those mistakes are less likely if your managers have the skills to deal with complex and unexpected situations. Yeah, Randy, that's an excellent point. I mean, no one wants to think about getting sued. It's, you know, not only is it the, the distraction from the core business, it's the legal fees, um, and it's, you know, it's just a disruption that nobody really wants. So are there other ways that a bad management practices can affect the company? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, poor management can infect, uh, impact all areas of the companies. You know, if your employees don't like their manager, their motivation to work and do, do well for the company is somewhat squelched. You know, also, if you think about it, people leave the job because of their boss, not because of the company. Put simply, bad managers make for unhappy employees and high turnover rate. You know, what can make that worse is if this poor management experience are leaked to the public, on a job recruiting site. You may also have trouble attracting quality job applicants, which further perpetuates the effects of bad management on your company. Similarly, if you're seeing these symptoms of high employee turnover or difficulty recruiting, it could be a sign that you have a manager problem that you might not even be aware of. So inadequate managers can cause a lot of damage that turn into a vicious cycle. For example, if your employees are leaving and you're having trouble bringing new ones in, it's going to affect your, your company's overall success and productivity. And the bad management cycle just doesn't stop there. Say that the manager who's causing trouble leaves, but you promote someone who was managed by him or her to fill that position. The fact is, what I've seen is that people tend to manage how they were managed. So it's unlikely that your new manager will have picked up or it's likely that your new manager may have picked up bad habits from the old manager. So in essence, this creates this unfortunate cycle of unacceptable manager behavior that can be hard to step out of without some training. All right, so I think you've made a perfect case that really all companies, um, even if they have very experienced managers, can benefit from some type of training. Um, so how can business owners effectively train a group of managers who all have maybe different needs, different skill sets, backgrounds, 
I mean, is there a one-size-fits-all management training? Yeah, Mary, I, I would say that there's not. And, and that's really an important thing to look at, which is why I don't like to really do any training sessions that blindly attempt to cover several large topics at once. I think it misses the point and it just doesn't work. So no topic will be covered thoroughly enough and your managers will become unengaged. Instead, I re recommend d distributing or doing what's called a needs assessment first. This allows your managers to anonymously evaluate their own leadership skills. From this, you get kind of a better idea of what your managers not only want, but what they need to work on. This customization helps target weaknesses and work towards strengthening those areas. So here, our department offers this proprietary needs assessment for, for nothing uh, to help you fill the need for proper management training. I'll distribute it, I'll analyze the results to help you determine the topics that are needed to focus on, the, on to focus for your management training. Uh, for example, maybe the assessment shows that your managers need help with communication, but specifically handling difficult conversations. I can then present a tailored training session on communication, but really focus it on difficult conversations that fit the needs of your managers, closely aligns with your company's policies and procedures. This assures that you are getting the most training for your money. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It sounds like what you're saying is you tell me what you need, managers, in this anonymous needs assessment, or what you think others in the company need, and then you put that together and you come up with, with an action plan. Um, what kind of skills do you ask about in that needs assessment? Well, the assessment really targets what I would call eight overarching leadership and management skill sets or topics. From those large scope topics, we can zero in on specific needs that fall within it. So our large scope categories are managing, leading, developing others, communication, developing teams, change management, self-development, and thinking. Each of those categories has several subcategories that we would also examine in order to drill down on the most specific kind of training needed. For example, under managing, we might ask about time management or finances. All right, so I, I like that you're getting specific on what an organization needs. You know, I've worked in a couple of other companies along my career path, and I would say training is often one of the first things to go under a, a tight budget constraints. So how do you recommend employers work management training into their budget? Because I think you've made a great case that it, it's kind of where a lot of problems could stem from, systemic issues. So it's important to do, but if, if a lot of people who are making those budgetary decisions maybe don't appreciate it, what, what can they do? Well, honestly, if you think about this, if you compare to the cost of you getting sued. Very expensive process, yes. For bad management process. Or the cost of high employee turnover. Yep, takes a lot to go out and, you know, recruit, retain, put ads out. You've got onboarding time, you've got interviewing time, you've got that learning curve. So, yeah, you made a good point there. And then the cost of what I would call lack of engagement and productivity in your organization. Um, when you think about all that, the, the cost for training is very minimal. It's interesting that if you go out and, and, and look at the research, the research says that companies will spend billions of dollars a year on what I call technical training, but only a small percentage on management training. When you think of, of the dollars that are spent, that small percentage, 
what better investment is there than to train your managers who then coach and develop and manage their employees to drive productivity and profitability into your organization? That to me seems like a better return on investment. So anything can happen with training, but you know they know that they've done everything possible to prevent bad situations. Um, also because I know budgeting can be tough and management training is so important. Listen, I'm gonna offer training at, at a discounted price for Bucati clients that will help cut the costs as well. Well, I mean, that, I think that's awesome, Randy. Matter of fact, we might be looking at what kind of additional training we can do here at Bucati companies. Um, I really want to thank you to, for joining us today. I think you've given us some great insights. You know, real quickly, you just did some kind of training, didn't you, To through some kind of training curriculum? Yeah, th yeah, Mary. Um, honestly, I just returned from a, a four-day seminar uh, under the John Maxwell Leadership Institute, and now I am certified to train 11 different leadership courses that were that were developed and designed by John Maxwell, who is probably the top leadership guru in the world. He sold over 33 million copies of his books. He's written 40 books on leadership. You know, I will tell you, this is powerful, powerful material, and we're now going to be able to start offering that in in sessions such as lunch and learns, or you know, multi-week type training. So I'm very excited. You know, stay tuned for that. We're going to yeah. roll more of that out in the near future. That's awesome. Well, I think when you take a look at it, Randy, good leaders make good employees, and that's where you get good company culture. So um, great, great insight. I really thank you for stopping by and to sh uh, share some of your information. You know, congrats on completing this recent training session. Um, I'd like to thank everyone today who's listening to To The Point podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about Bucati Services, please visit our website at www.bucati.com where you can check out our growing podcast library. Have a great day.